Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Love Talk Radio. Hey,
Good morning, everybody, and thank you for joining us. This is the Superior Power in Black America show. The Superior Power is a book that was written by Darrell D. Freeman. You can find this book online at lulu.com. It simply talks about how our superior power can lift us up as a nation. The superior power that I speak about is black spending power. It turns out to be $1.1 trillion annually. And so with that type of money that is being spent, there needs to be a way to get some of that money working for our benefit as a community. That's what it's all about. But first and foremost, we'd like to acknowledge and thank with much love and appreciation the Queen Mother for Real Media. Thank you guys very much for having us and uh, allowing us to host our show. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to talk to you today first and foremost about why Black Lives Matter. And uh, we want to talk about actually the senseless murders in different areas of the United States and, and the ones that uh, come close to our hearts, like Chicago. Mr. Freeman, go ahead. I totally agree with that. I think that uh, when we talk about black lives mattering, I think that black lives must matter to black people first. If we can't convey that we love each other and we uh, cherish each other's lives, then black lives truly does not matter. So what are the issues in the black community that would lead people to turn on each other, Mr. Freeman? You know, and the way I see it, and that's really the name of the show, it's on the theme about the way I see it as uh, the host. The way I see it, it is about economics. When you put starving rack in a box and then you throw a crumb in the box, you will see those racks kill each other up for that crumb. And to no avail, because as soon as the crumbs are gone, the one that wins still dies from starvation. So there's no real reward. That's what it's like in the black community. We have no jobs. We have no great stores. We don't have this. There is no economic development in many areas, and that's what drives the anger. I agree with you 100%. Um, I'm also um, an advocate, uh, like Daryl is, with regard to uh, places like Chicago and New York, but specifically an area in which I grew up uh, close to Chicago called Harvey, Illinois. And uh, this this area right now is being subjected to um, the antics of the mayor and the mayor himself not doing what he's supposed to do with the money and the county saying, hey, no, we're not giving you that income tax money. Um, and, and now he's having to fire firemen and policemen. And so one of the main questions that came up uh, to one of the residents there when they were doing the interview, they asked him, well, well what would happen if you don't have police? You know, what, what's going to happen to the city? He said, well, we'll just have to see. You know, it depends on what the residents do. Well, growing up in that area, I know what's going to happen. And there are several areas like that all over the United States. This is when it becomes very important for us to get ourselves together, come together as a community. And, 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 and start making our businesses flourish. And that's what the superior power in black America is about, coming together and making our businesses flourish. So can you do me a favor right quick and tell us about the spending power that we have and what we would do to structure assistance for these communities? So when you talk about 
$1.1 trillion. A lot of people don't know what that looks like. Many folks can't even, can't even spell a trillion dollars. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a joke. But, you know, a lot in the reality of things, it's one zero, one one, twelve zeros. Now, each one of those zeros have to turn into a million or 10 million or 100 million before the next one will be affected. And so that's the type of, uh, of, of money that is being spent. Now, that is a tremendous amount of money when you talk about 13% of the population that is spending that money. That's like 45,000, 45 million people spending $1.1 trillion. Well, you know what? I also heard something, and I saw another report that you and I both watched. And we were, we were watching someone talk about our concept, our idea. But he was saying the most important thing in all of this, so that you all understand totally what we're talking about, is having our own money. No, having control. Having control of our own money. Of what we can. And, 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 what, and, and what was said was African Americans stop spending your money outside of your community and come together. That's the fear. The fear is that how powerful is of how powerful we are with our money, our spending, and how powerful we would be if we took that money out of those other communities and built ourselves up. Okay. Now that's one way of putting that. But I want to kind of straighten it out, kind of smooth it all out. If we are spending one point one trillion dollars a year then we need to be living like millionaires. Now, that's just economics 101. So you don't spend that kind of money, and there is nothing, absolutely nothing that comes out of it. And so the truth is, it is uplifting other communities, and that's the whole point. We need to be able to control some of that spending so that we can get that money back to our own communities. After all, we are the producers of it. And so we should be the beneficiaries of that, that, that type of money. That is wealth. It's wealth, but it makes everyone else wealthy. And so we need to control how that wealth is uh, coming back to us. Now, black people are hungry for jobs. Um, we're hungry for the freedom to walk the streets without being profiled. We're hungry for the same American dream that other Americans have. So since we're hungry for jobs, how does that going to help us when we're spending our money we don't really have? Okay, so, see, it's, it's, it's not. If we want to change something, we can't start with money. We have to start with our, the way we think. Educating our people. We have to go back and re-educate ourselves. We must educate ourselves on uh, who we are. Many of us, as African Americans, don't see ourselves as Americans first. So I'll submit to you that, yes, we are African descendants. However, we are Americans. We, blood, sweat, and tears, grew up here, you know, born in this country. This is my country. And so I expect to live very well in this country. Well, you know what, that's where bridging the gap comes in, too, because as you know, we, you, you and I are both involved in not only the African-American community, but we are also involved in doing things in the African community here in Austin, Texas. Um, we, we're, we've been involved in the African Gap Fest. We've been, we're now involved in the Black History Month uh, festivities. I'm um, involved in the Dysphoria Women's Conference. Um, 
and we, we're dealing with bridging the gap. So to me, you know, because a lot of our brothers and sisters that come over here and they work, they, they do a lot better than us a lot of times, you know, a lot of times. So we need to bridge that gap where we all come together and we're making that money together. Now, let me ask you something else. Um, we're, we talk about our children who are incarcerated unfairly. Now, you know, I've been in law for a long time, and I've seen the, the total unfairness. Uh, to me, it's, it's more than that. It's, it's, it's just downright disgusting on how our brothers and sisters are treated in, in the justice system. Can you tell me, uh, give me a little bit of, of your, your, your thoughts on incarceration and how we don't have the representation that we need and how the superior power in black America is going to help us with that. Well, it all goes back to our economics. So how how good of representation do you think $1.1 trillion could have? I mean, that's going to be some down, really good representation. And so without a financial base, without a, 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 an area where we can draw money in order to represent individuals that are being uh, treated unfairly, you know, without that, then no one listens to you. You see, it is about economics. Here's a, a funny story. It's not funny. Uh, not long ago, this uh, president of a college resigned. Um, a, he, he, okay. he resigned because of the economic uh, downfall that this school would have if these children didn't get back on that uh, field. That was going to be an economic issue for the whole school. And so it is absolutely about economics. If we had our economics in mind, then we wouldn't have so many children just locked up or, or killed in the street. We could bring people to justice because we could pay for the top-line representation that we need. You know, again, we're, we're Americans, the Constitution. Uh, it does protect all of us. Okay. Now, I have another uh, issue that I want to discuss with you. Now, you and I have been what they call paracletes. We've been new members, counselors in the church um, in Chicago. We have been for quite a while um, at CCC. And um, we've experienced quite a bit. Now, I'm going to tell everybody a brief story about what we've done. But we started out, we got married in a in a Baptist church in Chicago or in, in the south suburbs of Chicago. And we decided that we had grown and we wanted to go and try something else. And uh, to no avail, it seemed like every church that we went to wasn't ready, wasn't seeing nothing. As a matter of fact, we went to one church, and the day after it burnt down, and we went to another church, and uh, a couple of weeks later the pastor died. We're like, oh. And we finally get to another church, and we, we enjoy the word. We're learning great foundational teaching. I mean, just every single solitary thing that you could want in a church. But what ended up happening at that church, uh, there were people that were in need in that church. They were in need. And uh, they would go to the pastor and they'd ask him for assistance. They'd say, hey, you know, my house is being foreclosed on. I need some light. And at the time, we weren't in good in a good place either. We, we, were close, we were selling our house so they wouldn't go into foreclosure. Remember that? Remember. And we went to the pastor. And I went to the pastor's wife and I gave her the list and I said, hey, can you can you say something about this in the announcement? And she looked at me and said, well, how is this going to benefit me? What, what, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to help you? I remember and, that. And, and I so, remember that. And then, but, but in conclusion, what, what I'm getting at is later on down the line, um, we were in church, and 
the pastor was walking across the front of the church, you know, preaching, and he had this bag of payday, about the payday candy bar. And so he says, if you want a payday, you come up here and you get your payday. And I'll never forget, I had the strangest feeling sitting there, sitting next to you. And you got up to go get your payday, and that pastor walked away from you. <laughs> and and I know why. We we both know what was going on there. But I remember you saying, let's go. And we got up and we, we left. Um, and, and actually later on, that, that pastor was uh, found by the IRS to have violated a lot of things. Um, there were some things going on there. But what I'm getting at is the fact that we as people, we put our trust in the wrong places and we don't trust in ourselves. No, I, I okay. agree with that. I totally agree with that. And and, and so well, what I'm getting at is, you know, I, I love my, my, my women and men of God. You know, I definitely do. I have nothing against them, so I'm not here to bash them. But what I will say is, in my mind, if I've got $500 left to my name, I'm not really in tune with giving my money away, although I've seen a lot of my friends do so. And then uh, you see the pastors like Creflo with their with their planes and stuff like that. Tell me what you think about that as far as the superior power in black America is concerned, because that's in the book too. It's addressed in the book as well. Okay, so what my wife is talking about, she's talking about uh, the book that I wrote. It is called The Superior Power in Black America, and in that book it kind of calls out the pastors on uh, what they're teaching. And what she's actually talking about is how when you go to the church after you've uh, put in all your money and everything, the church then tells you that you can get assistance with uh, the programs that the state might offer, but they never directly give the assistance back to the community. And that's, for me, that's a violation. If you collect money, in fact, in Acts, uh, what happened with Paul was Paul told everybody to sell their goods and bring all their uh, money to the storehouse. And when they did that, no man lacked according to his need. So there is two parts in that. You bring the money, and then it's redistributed based on your need. And so that, in that way, that would make everything nice and fair. So this is what my wife is talking about. There was no give back. There was no return. There was no rescue for the needy family uh, at the time. But that is not the only part. There is another part to that. The solution that is already apparent that our pastors are not talking about. That's what bothers me. You, you know that we are in an economic state of depression. And you know that if you're driving a Mercedes, you have more than enough money. And so what you need to have in place in that church is in not just an outreach program where you're giving charity away, but you're building businesses and you're investing in the community. And so that's what the superior power is about. That's what Us getting about. our leaders together and, and not being all over the board. But the reason why I bring up these valid points is because of our short period of time. But from what I can read in your book and from what I can, what, what, what our discussions are, that's what it's about. That's it's about it's getting about. our leaders together and building up our community. Not just leaders. Not just leaders. We need people on the ground. But those are our leaders, but the leaders in, 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 in the betterment of self. They need to get in line. Right. Here's, here's, here's the actual number of people that we talk about. We talk about gaining 10 million members in this movement. Now, with 10 million people focused on one agenda, going into going under one atonement, 
actually physically move a mountain. But but what I'm asking you is the on on the ground. Yeah. The community effort, yeah. which is what what we what we want to know about uh, from you mm-hmm. with that community effort. What we're doing is we're getting people together in different areas in different all communities yeah. all across America, every state, so that they can come together right. and they can build up this network. Now, how do we find where? What is the where do they go to find they out? They go to www.tfiba.com. They read the website. They grab the book, which is at lulu.com, and they become members. And it's free. Right now, there is nothing that you have to pay to become a part of this movement. Now, once we get to that point where we're doing things within the community, we've gathered our members and everything, then we're going to get to that point. And as we progress in our radio show, we're going to tell you more about what's going on with that. We want to make sure that everybody has an understanding of what we stand for. So every time we speak to you, every Thursday, we're going to be talking to you about what we do in SPIBA, and we're going to be giving you updates. Okay, so SPIBA is the website. It is the organization that was uh, founded um, so that we could send million members to drive this organization. Each member will uh, not just be a member. They will be a, they will be a shareholder because they will automatically get a certain amount of shares, you know, just based on the growth of the company. That's how the money goes back to the uh, different communities in every state. The people that uh, that become members in that state, they put into the fund, and then when the opportunity for a business comes up, they go to the fund, and they are able to withdraw from the fund and go into that business. Now, that, that fund doesn't just leave them there. We The fund helps them through that business and almost uh, insist on the business being uh, prosperous and successful. You know, our vision is that every parent, well, almost every parent, Every viable person that comes to us and says, hey, you know what? I need help. My son is incarcerated. We need to find great legal representation. We want to network with individuals that are accountants, professionals that are attorneys. We have to. We, we have to. We need to, get, we need to get these people involved within our community, within our network, within the United States, within the black community. We need to pull everyone together so that we can get ourselves Back on our feet. Start and, start, and start controlling. And start controlling the spending, the spending which exactly. will be a game changer. When you control your spending, you invest in yourself. You invest in your community. You invest in your children. What do you say about is Ms. Johnson's house? So if you live on a block, and this is the principle behind the superior power in black America, you live on a block, there's about 40 homes on that block. There, there are at least 10 people that's well and able. So one of those homes, the roof blows off. Those other neighbors get together, they can have a roof on that house that same day. That is superior power. They came together, they put their minds together, they put their money together, they popped that roof on there. It didn't cost any of them a lot. But look at the gain. You just lifted up that family. And so that is the principle. So the way that we write this prodigious wrong is we must realize that we ourselves are the problem and fix it. We yeah, must become aware of where we spend, 
how we stand, and we must make a concerted effort to stand black. You know, in America, what makes a group relevant is its ability to gain capital. So remember that. If you have capital, you will receive, receive equal rights and protection. And with capital, you're able to create jobs and restore your home and uplift your neighborhood that you live in. When you control your capital, you control your life. My name is Nikki Freeman, and this is Daryl, author of the Superior Power in Black America. Now, you can you can check Daryl out. He's actually Landau Smooth. Well, here's how you find me. You just Google Darrell D, D-A-R-R-E-L-L-D, Freeman. And uh, that will link you to Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. We have a Facebook page that is strictly dedicated to pertinent information about lifting us up. It is called The Superior Power in Black America Facebook. And don't forget about the book at lulu.com. Don't forget about the website at www.tspeaker.com. And don't forget to tune in every Thursday, 1030 Central Time, 1130 Eastern Time. Thank you for that. Uh, and thank you again for Queen Mother for Real Media. Thank yeah, you. We love you very much, and thank you so much for allowing us the time to talk to our people. So just to recap. We still have like uh, 10 minutes. So just to recap, uh, what we are talking about again, everybody, is having the opportunity to change our destiny. Now, we have, we have, we have believed in all of our uh, leaders, our politicians. We believed in everybody else, but we haven't put together a system for ourselves. Black lives do matter black people. Not only do we participate in that movement, but we need to participate consciously and start recognizing what we're spending, when we're spending, how we're spending, and where we're spending. Thank you for joining us. So, uh, Ms. Freeman, I really appreciate that you were here. Uh, and, you know, <laughs> next week, I'm hoping that you could come back. And what are we going to talk about next week? Well, th- it's always going to be an extension of period power in Black America. You know, when anybody wants to get a point across and they produce a commercial, they don't just run it one time. They inundate your mind with this commercial. I'm you go to sleep, sing in the jingle.
Um, starting next week, we're going to focus each show, and we're going to talk next week about changing your mind. Uh, Mr. Freeman will be the dominant spokesperson that day. And oh, thank you so much. I will probably be at work. <laughs> well, but, um, you are uh, my greatest ally, and so I, I kind of need you as my wingman. I thank you so mm-hmm. much for that. But uh, <laughs> that is true. Next week we will be focusing on it's, it's, the topic will be renewing your mind, and so so it's going to be it's going to be a three step <laughs> process mm-hmm. because first you got to reeducate yourself about who you are. You know, most people don't know about the Moors. Oh, yeah, you know what? That's what we could start with. Let's start with some more. Let's start, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start with who you are. And then I guess once we get into that, we'll talk about changing your mind, renewing your mind. The is who ruled the world, ruled the earth. And it was so so devastating that I think it was the Greeks that cut off off the heads of all the Moors to eradicate the seeds. And then they use the heads as a picture on a stamp. Now we can pull that image on the on on on, on the internet. I saw it, and it was incredible the way that it was deliberate in order to wipe away that power. And so that is a method of just keeping us from knowing. Okay, we will talk we, about that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're running out of time now. Is and hello. Thank you, hello. Ken. How are you? How you doing? I just want to welcome. Hey, I want. I'm doing a great job. I want to uh, welcome you to Queen Mother for Real uh, Media uh, officially, and you guys are a great part of the team. And I thank you for being on the team to try to change the minds and attitude of Black America. Absolutely, Ken. Uh, you know, yeah. it's been a meeting you guys. You know, because it it gives us a place to start. That's right, brother. That's right. And together, we're going to do this, you know. So um, great content, great everything. And I thank you guys. Right back to you. All right. All All right. So so, uh, just remember, the uh, website is www.tbiba. It is the acronyms for the superior power in black America. Thank you for joining us, and we'll talk to you next week. Goodbye.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.